Bum ba dum ba dum. Welcome to Sunifatu's journal, where I log in my daily entries, um, or weekly entries, monthly entries, or yearly entries. You get what you get, and you don't get upset. Here, I talk about things I know to be true for myself, things I'm learning, things I want to spread into the world. So enjoy. Hey y'all, in this episode I sit with one of my closest friends, Fatima Hassan from high school, as she talks about her inner and physical transformations after high school. I think y'all will really enjoy this conversation. It was so much fun interviewing her and getting to know honestly more about her. I feel like I know so much, but I knew more, I learned more through this conversation. I hope y'all enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Sunya Fatu's Journal. This is your host, Fatu. Here, I'm here with one of my closest friends, my closest friend, honestly, um, Fatima Hassan. Hi! <laughs> uh, so here, I invited Fatima to talk about her uh, transformation, I feel like. She's someone that has gone through some changes after high school, and I wanted her to talk more about it. Um, and these are like some physical changes, but some like you know through exercise, and just you know get her perspective of um, you know how she has changed. Um, and like how these changes affected her life and all that good stuff. So Fatima, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Fatima. What do I introduce myself as? Like, is this a job interview? Like, am I saying my major, my minor? Like, who, um, who am, am I? I am, I, am I interviewing like, you for a job right okay, now? But I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've never been on a podcast before. So what does introducing myself really mean? Um, tell us your age. I'm 21. I'm about to graduate from Baruch. Oh, period. What's your uh, major? Marketing analytics, but don't actually ask me what that means because I don't know what that means. But if you're somebody who is trying to hire me for a job, I do definitely know what marketing analytics is and big data and all that fun jazz. She knows, guys. She knows. Um, I'm starting my real estate uh, journey so I can be a realtor so that I don't have to do marketing analytics, but I'm also minoring in psych, which is what I wanted to major in, but, uh, you know, systemic economic barriers and whatnot <laughs> all that um so why don't you tell us about um high school fatima i honestly like did not like high school <laughs> I fatima know. looking back i also did not like high school fatima but we were all kids you know no I we were know. all kids no, no no i definitely thought and stupidly so when i was in high school i was like this is the peak of my life this is the peak of my character me too. arc this is like the best i'll ever be there is yeah. nothing else for me no that's to, how i felt too. like achieve like i don't know why i was so small minded um it was so annoying i like didn't know how to like regulate my emotions i was always bottling things inside and then like ruining relationships as a result of that but also just like insecurity that I try to hide by like you know being the jokester being the comedian yeah. but I was just so oh my god I was so insufferable looking back and I thought I was just like 
the comedian yeah. of the millennium. Like, exactly. I really was not. I was just overcompensating for my like physicality, like what I thought I had to do, mm-hmm. um, and like what I was doing since middle school. Like, what are three things that, um, that like old Fatima like cared about that current Fatima no longer cares about? That's a really good question. <laughs> Whoa. Hmm. Um. Oh, you know what high school Fatima really cared about? Also as a result of like feeling inferior in my physicality was brands. Like I thought brands made the person mm-hmm. and not clothes because I didn't know how to dress. And I mean, granted, I still don't know how to dress. And you wore a lot of juicy couture? No, I wore so much pink or like American Eagle jeans that were too tight on my body. Yeah. And just like I had no identity. Like I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I was trying to be. Mm-hmm. I think I was just too focused on like survival yeah. and like maneuvering through my friendships and just like trying to make the best of my shitty like home life and then not thinking I was going to go to college and then like yeah. getting into college and it was just like so much happening all at once that it was hard to like look in the mirror and face that person and like want to deal with what I was actually dealing with mm-hmm. so it was just like more not pro- it was very unproductive yeah. to like not but I just wasn't ready mm-hmm. um, and I feel like that's really what my actual transformation was was just like looking in the mirror and like actually figuring out what my issues are and it's like it's one thing to acknowledge your issues but it's also another thing to like take what you have acknowledged and do so like make like like take action yeah acknowledge and then take action because I would always I was so self-aware I'm still so like deathly self-aware that it's like I don't know if it's like a blessing or a curse to be so hyper aware of everything about myself and about others and about the world but I think eventually you get to a point where it's like I can't keep running I have to just like deal with this and Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what I ended up doing eventually but that's only one thing so the brand thing that I just turned into a whole tangent brand um but you also said um like identity but that that yeah that that was a whole other thing um, I think brand, um, hmm, maybe like amount of friends. I feel like I also was trying to be friendly with everybody, um, to also avoid dealing with my own insecure. It's like you're filling a void with other things, whether mm-hmm. that's like food or what, or like, like uh, luxury items, mm-hmm. which I obviously cannot fo- afford. Yeah. Um, or you know, just like people taking up your time, so that you don't have to focus on what you don't want to focus on. Yeah. Okay, so we have friends, brands. <sighs> Three. I don't know. Cause I can't say physicality, cause yeah. I would be lying if I said you, I didn't care exactly. about physicality anymore. Like, please, I'll. Well, it's like human nature to care about. Okay, we'll take physicality. the two. We'll yeah, come back to me for a third. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll think about it. About yeah. It. it was a good question, though. Like, mm-hmm. wow. I'm impressed. Um, so, I would say, like, I've always been, like... Like, I always admired you 
because I felt like you invested in yourself. Like you invested mm-hmm. in the things that would like that made you a better you. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Um, like one of these things, one of these transformations Fatima went through was um, fixing up her nose mm-hmm. and LASIK. Yes. And I would say like these fixes, air quotations, are um, like you weren't created with like to have glasses you know what I mean like yeah. you had to like you had bad vision then you needed glasses like mm-hmm. but like no one is born with glasses on their faces yeah. right um, and then with your nose it was because as a result of an accident you had when you were a child and like what was this accident and like why did you um, end up getting your nose fixed and like getting LASIK, so talk us through that. Okay, so the story of how I broke my nose is the dumbest story ever, but also I was a kid. I used to go to this summer day camp called Asphalt Green, and prior to this summer when I went to camp, I was enrolled in diving lessons at the 92nd Street Y. Um, I failed the level where you start like actually like diving head first. Mm-hmm. And I was so discouraged and embarrassed that I failed so early on in my like swimming journey that I gave up and I never went back. So I never learned how to properly dive. And now, fast forward, we're at camp and my friends and I are like, let's play water charades. I'm seven years old, okay? So the first thing that comes to my mind is dolphin. I'm like, I'm gonna be a dolphin. What do dolphins do? They're all majestic and they dive, you know, nose first. So <laughs> we're in free time, which means we're in like the shallow end, which is probably maximum three feet tall mm-hmm. so like imagine three feet of water and then there's concrete at the bottom yeah. and imagine a seven-year-old who does not know how to dive is getting up out of the shallow end to dive three into feet. the shallow end yeah yeah that is not so water. obviously i volunteered to go first and i dive i how brave of you. it was so i didn't i don't know why i didn't expect it like, I don't know how I like, couldn't visualize how close. Yes, three like, feet of water. Because you're also, like, accelerating your body. Yeah. So it's not like a pencil dive. You're not, like, no, jumping. Exactly. Your feet aren't landing. You're, go- you're like, sh- like, an airplane yeah. is crashing onto land. Yeah. That's how it felt like. And so I make it to the bottom. I hit my nose on the concrete. Shit. But something about me, also one of my, like, detrimental flaws is my pride. Ever since I was a little girl, and so I'm down in the water, holding my nose, seeing that there's no blood. So I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna cry. I'm fine. I'm fine. Shit. So I shoot back up, and I'm like, guys, like, what was I? And nobody noticed because I played it off so well. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we had a dolphin. And then we continued. And I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell a counselor. I didn't really? tell my mom. I didn't tell anybody that I had, like that had happened to me. Fast forward three weeks. There's suddenly a bump on my nose, and it's not even me who realizes. Because I'm seven, I'm not looking in the mirror that much. My great aunt, who used to live with me, she realizes, she's like, what happened to you? Like, what's on your nose? And then the rest is history. And then obviously, after elementary, you're in middle school where you're actually starting to look around at the people around you and see, oh, I don't really look like them. Oh, especially because I went to a white, like a white school, a predominantly white school. So it's like all these pretty white girls, and then it's like me, my JCPenney clothes, and my my new broken nose, and my like high ponytail, and my like Medicaid glasses, 
and like just like the most like the saddest looking like it's not even that I was ugly it's just like I didn't know my mom didn't care about how I looked like I didn't care about how I looked because I didn't know that I had to care until I learned that I have to start caring yeah um because I I was riding on my like charisma and my personality for so long that I was like well I don't really need to look a certain way because I'm still making friends just the way I am Mm -hmm. um but you know so what made, you, what made you decide that, like, fixing up your nose was a priority in, like, doing the procedure? I can't tell you the day that I was like, okay, I need to have this surgery. I don't know. It was probably middle school. Like, I feel like that makes sense. Um, because that's when, like, photos of me were starting to oh, be really? taken of me. And I'm like, I thought it was, like, in high school. I mean, I don't know. I, don't know. I know high school is when I was, like, like set on it. I knew oh, that, yeah. like, that was the first big purchase I was oh, ever yeah. going to make. Okay. Um, and then COVID happened and I was supposed to be a Binghamton University graduate. Uh, I loved it there. I made like my forever friends there, but COVID hit and I was like, this is not where I want to be during like, uh, like, I don't know what's going to happen in the world and I don't want to be here. And so I left and I was like, I don't really think that this is worth the loans. And so I transferred to Baruch and then because of COVID, Bing gave me like refund checks and then because I'm so fucking poor, CUNY gives me like my refund checks too. And so I took those checks and I got a friend to drive me two hours to Connecticut to get my LASIK because all of the places in the city were closed down, you know, because of COVID. And I just didn't want to wait anymore. I was like, I feel like I'm wasting that's that's like really what drove me. Like People always ask, like, like, you weren't scared? like, yeah. And I was like, no, because I've been living as, like, a shell of myself because I'm so unbelievably insecure within mm-hmm. myself. And it wasn't something about, like, self-love. And, you know, like, just, like, love your nose. Like, no, like, it wasn't my born nose. Yeah. And so it, like, it was something I would always, like, ruminate on. I was like, I, like, had trouble, like, living in the present because I was like, why can't I just go back in my past and stop my seven-year-old self from making this, like, life-changing decision? And she didn't even know it. She didn't know that she was going to, like, ruin her life and, like, make, like, future me so, so insecure and so, like, ashamed to, like, be who I was. Yeah. And I was like, I can't live like that because I'm like wasted potential. I'm like, I don't want to go out. I don't want to take pictures. And it's like sad. It's like, like looking back, I don't regret it or whatever, but like, I don't have pictures of me in middle school or really that many in in high school because I hated it. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, whatever, take a pic of me. And now I have all these new memories. And um, I'll also get asked, like, do you have, like, facial dysmorphia? Like, when you got surgery, like, did you look in the mirror and were you, like, unrecognizable? Like, no. But no, I also don't know. Yeah. I can't, like, say that's, like, the uh, situation for everyone because I have crippling ADHD. And at the time, I wasn't even medicated. So yeah. it was so easy for me to just, like, wake up from being put under and then just, like, be like, oh, this is me. Because yeah. I didn't remember. Not because of the anesthesia. It was just, like, I genuinely, because my brain is so limited in the information and, like, the visualizations that it can like make or keep I just looked in the mirror and I was like well that's me and that's always been me I can't remember 
And because Remember, I had such a like lack of images of myself, yeah. like most of my images were like like side selfies or like it was. Wait, never, you're like, saying you can't remember your face before you had the surgery? Yeah. Really? Yeah. My ADHD like, is really bad though. I like, feel like I, it's because you don't want to remember. No, no, I don't know. No. This is not a psych session. No, <laughs> this I'm is not, not a psych session. Psych. Like I no 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 no. You it's just, just nothing like that. No. I don't think so. Um Yeah, maybe. because I don't know. I never thought about it that way. I just, like, if you ask me to, like, visualize... That was a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like maybe because I didn't look in the mirror that much. Much? Yeah. Because yeah. now I look in the mirror, like, uh, as much as possible. <laughs> like, now it's something I want to... I'm looking forward to looking in the mirror, you know? Like, you look forward to it. I want to look in it all the time. Well, you actually, like, you went through another, which is, like, exercise. Like, you... Uh, yes. Um... I remember you telling me like I need a personal trainer yeah. because they could tell me what to do yeah. and they could train me and mm-hmm. then I'll know like how yeah. to properly yeah. exercise. Yeah. Um, so I got my LASIK so yeah. I could see and I didn't have to be weighed down by like glasses which I was also so insecure of like wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got my nose job and so it's like now I'm this new this brand new person reborn. Yeah, it felt like reborn. I was reborn and I feel like that's Maybe you're onto something about, like, maybe I don't want to remember, like, who I was pre-op. But, like, feeling, like, this newfound confidence within myself because I fixed, like, the most, like, like, my biggest insecurities. Mm -hmm. They say that when you get surgery, you just want to move on to the next thing. And that happened to me very briefly, but my weight was also something that I always struggled with. Like, I've always had, like, an eating disorder ever since I was, like, a middle schooler and, like, body dysmorphia. And, like, I remember, like, I tried to starve myself for prom and uh, it does not work, okay? Like, starving your body, it seems like the easiest solution, the cheat code, blah, 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 like, whatever, I just won't eat and then blah, blah, blah. Like, no, it doesn't work. It fucks up your metabolism. You just get fatter. You just want to eat. You're so miserable. Your hair starts falling out. Your skin is atrocious. Like, it it was, it completely backfired on me. And I had lost the weight on the scale. But that's what people are so stuck on is the number on the scale. No, no, people are really stuck on the, if you have an eating disorder, especially, or body dysmorphia, and you look in the mirror and you can't figure out what you really look like, or like someone takes a picture of you and it's a bad angle, and now you're like, oh my god, like I look like a fucking whale. Like I hate my body, I hate how I look. Even though I've fixed up my face, it's like now I need to move on, and everything needs to match. Like I need to be even in all parts. Not weight-wise, just, like, in terms of, like, how, like, happy I am. Like, yeah. I don't want to just, like, oh, I fixed up my face, and now that I have the face card, oh, I can just, like, neglect my body. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, starving does not work. And so, I decided to go to the gym, but obviously, I didn't know what I was doing. And you can follow any YouTube video. You can follow, like, a TikToker or whatever, but, like, no one is going to, like, hold your hand unless you literally invest in a trainer. Yeah. And I barely had money, like I had to pay all my bills and whatever. But I was like, this is something that I need now. If I wait too long, it's gonna be too late. Like I need to figure out my nutrition because that's also a big part of it is literally just like, are you feeding your body enough? And is what you're feeding your body good enough? Yeah. Like I didn't realize that I was literally like killing my body from the inside out and my trainer like helped me like learn 
strength training mm-hmm. and like I always wanted to like do that but I it's like a male dominated area I don't want to go and pick up a weight and then like not know how to, like not know what I'm doing and embarrass yeah. myself and like have to be told by a man like I don't want to be mansplained how to fucking like lift weights ew so I got a trainer and she was the best and she helped me out a lot and I actually like I followed like her nutritional advice. I had to like eat my weight and protein, which is so difficult. But it's like if you do not do that, nothing is gonna work. Nothing yeah. is gonna pay off. And so I did that. I did my strength training, and I was so devoted. And and it's like a devotion that I had only seen when I was trying to chase the what I thought was an unattainable dream of getting my nose job. Yeah. Because I was poor. I had no job. I had like in Section Eight food stamps. Like every like like disenfranchised program like I was a part of so I was like this is something that I'm gonna get when I'm like 30 mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. after saving for like years and yeah. then I, I I think about it all the time like how privileged I am mm-hmm. to be so poor and I know that seems so backwards but I'm like wow it's such a privilege to be so poor in New York, in New York because yeah. New York loves their poor people like yeah. they got your back and I really appreciate that and that's why I'm going on a whole other tangent, but I love the city and I would like never leave the city because it's giving me so much and I feel like I have to do my part in giving back. Yeah. Whatever that means, mm-hmm. I don't know yet, but like I I know a lot of my friends are trying to leave the city because they've been here their whole life. I'm like, no, this is like my home yeah. and I'm going to make it here. And yeah, that transformation really helped me, the physical, because I became... I had so much energy. Like I used to like literally not even be able to go up the stairs, and now yeah. like I'm up for the stairs. Like I used to be so lazy, couldn't get out of bed. But suddenly I was in this gym, like a routine. And I was waking up at eight, and it was like something I was looking forward to, and it fixed my sleep. And I hate that it's true what the white people say that it's like yeah you go to the gym and like dopamine and da It's true. It's so. True. I don't want it to be true, but it's like if you want like a quick dopamine high you just go to the gym even mm-hmm. just running on the treadmill like whatever is you, like whatever you fancy just like get in the gym yeah and it, like just do whatever you want and i swear like it really just changes like it literally i mean like it's literally like chemicals yeah. that are being altered because of physical like exertion um and i literally i wasn't losing weight i wasn't losing numbers on the scale as fast as i was when i was starving myself so i really like fucked with my head because i was like what am i i was like uh i was like teetering in between like weights like Mm -hmm. i like one day i would be a little heavier Mm -hmm. or a little lighter but then i was taking like my before and after pictures like that's what you have to focus on you take the befores you do your shit you don't step on the scale and then a month later you look at the after and I like because I had been trying to lose weight so for so many consecutive years but just literally just starving Mm -hmm. or like cutting calories or whatever just not eating desserts and nothing was working it was so like shocking when I did see like the change in my body yeah and it is really a shocking change like like sometimes I will look in the mirror and I'm like ew and I'm like no because you have come so far you don't get to say that anymore like you oh, work too hard to like be so hard on yourself and it's like i quit the gym yeah. eventually sadly because it started be- becoming like a more mental chore yeah and once something becomes like a mental like hurdle you, need, you, you can take like gym breaks you can like, take gym breaks you don't yeah. have to like commit your life to it that's yeah. the thing it's yeah. like in my head i was like if i quit it's like i'm losing all this progress I, i'm losing all this like I, I invested in myself and now i'm like pulling out it mm-hmm. felt like i was like cheating myself mm-hmm. 
And it's like, no, because you just learn how to maintain yes, exactly. your nutrition. Yeah. You don't have to starve yourself. You don't have yeah. to deprive yourself of what you want to like eat. You yeah. just, everything in moderation is mm-hmm. what you have to learn mm-hmm. and like discipline yourself with mm-hmm. that mindset of everything in moderation. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I go to the gym and I keep having plans on going back, but it's like mentally I'm just not ready to, to go back. I, yeah. I'm not there yet. I have like a lot on my plate. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it serviced me at the time, and I'm still reaping the benefits. I can, I, like, I'm still op- opting for the stairs. Yeah. Like, my physical mobility is crazy compared to like, I guess that was what 2020, like the beginning 2022. of 2022. Yeah. 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 And um, what was it? But even like just to even do that, like you've come so far in a year. Oh, and my strength. I like literally could never be oh, yeah, anyone. Oh yeah, strong. In an arm wrestling challenge, yeah. and it was so embarrassing. And I went to the gym with like two friends, like because she has a gym in her building. We just like went to fuck around. Yeah. And I was like pulling one of the the arm weights down, and it was like on seventy pounds, which I thought was like what everyone could do. Yeah. And neither of them could do it, and they're like people who I'm like, okay, they're like. They look healthy. Yeah, they look healthy. But it's like, just because you're skinny, that doesn't equate no, with exactly. healthy. Like, it doesn't equate with like, oh, you can pull yeah, 70 muscle. pounds down. And it's like, yeah. And also that, like muscle, like it, you won't see, like muscle buildup, you won't see that on the weight. Like you'll be like, oh, I didn't lose any weight, but it's because yeah, you gained muscle. Exactly. Like you're stronger, you're yeah. fit turn. Because mm-hmm. you're turning fat into muscle. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, don't be true to like, don't just look at the numbers like that. It's not yeah. all that, like, surface it really level. It's not all that. Um, it feels mentally and physically, obviously, like, the benefits from the gym. Like, being stronger, it's like I literally can, like, carry more and, like, carry myself more. Like, like get off the floor faster. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, little things like that that you don't think about mm-hmm. because you're so used to whatever speed you're getting up at or, like, mm-hmm. however many flights of stairs you can go up. Like, mm-hmm. you get used to what your body is capable of at yeah. that time but you don't know that like you can just push your limits and like do better be better yeah um like it's like cool that i don't have to like lift weights anymore and i'm still way Strong. stronger than yeah. than than who i was in at the beginning of 2022 so yeah i'm happy for you thank you um you mentioned that like um your, your mindset in high school, like, you had, you didn't have a growth mindset. Like, would no. you say that, like, right now, like, how is your mindset right now against, like, um, like, just about living, just about life, just about, like, who you are? Um, have you found your identity? You can't ask something like that. <laughs> That's a heavy don't, question. I don't think that you ever yeah. find your identity. I yeah. think you can figure out like what you want to do yeah. and who you want to be but identity is such a big holistic word it's like what does identity really mean yeah because identity means something to everybody else but i think in high school another big thing was that i was closeted i was so mm. like that was i feel yo like, can you believe like, this girl oh never tried God. mayo what like never talk? had mayo <laughs> how are you bringing yeah. that up when i'm saying i was closeted yo, in high school but you this girl's never eaten mayo. Yo, like you. What eat, is the correlation between because me closet mayo also, and mayo? No, closet like, also means. No, but I, oh, I, oh, okay. You were talking. 
talking about like sexu- sexuality. No, I was like closet in terms of you like oh, didn't try many okay, things. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah. Like you did I'm not try many things just I'm because you were like minded closed minded. Not closeted. Closeted is very much connotated with yes homosexuality. Yes, too. okay. But um, when did you? When was the first time you tried mayo? <laughs> Tried women. <laughs> no. <laughs> we gotta keep a PG. No, I literally said mayo though. Mayo? I don't. Was it with you? I don't know when I had mayo. Wasn't when did I have sandwich? mayo? It was a mistake. No, yeah. No, I had mayo for the first time when I started like changing my nutrition for the gym because oh, okay. I would have yeah, these yeah. like pita pockets yeah. with like turkey okay. stuffed in it, and then I would like put mayo in it yeah. for flavor. Okay. As flavorful as mayo can get. <laughs> No, mayo's so good. No, mayo's delicious. Yeah, it's um, ew. Yeah, no, it's mayo mixed. Ooh. You do that at a uh, Korean barbecue, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember you doing that. Gross. I think I tried it. Because, yeah, I tried it and it was gross. Oh my god, it's so good. Don't recommend. But high school, I... The problem with me in high school was, well, was, was obviously so many things. But I think at the height of it, at the height of even like beyond my insecurity, was the fact that as a poor person, I was like, there's no point in shooting for the stars. Mm-hmm. I didn't have like parental figures that were like, no, like you will make it. We're in America, American dream. You'll have that white picket fence and you'll have a family and you'll be happy. Yeah. And you won't have to rely on like food pantries one day or like, you know, like stealing or or, or, or like cheating or lying or whatever, like, like, you know, cheating the system or, you know, whatever you have to do. It's like that is a heavy weight on a person, on a mm-hmm. on a kid, on, on a teen, with no support system. Yeah. I was like, there's no point. Like I remember the only reason I applied to SUNY's, which are state schools in, in New York, was because my college counselor. Oh really? Yeah, love Miss Rothman. She was because I was only gonna apply for CUNY's. Yeah. Because I knew that they would pay everything off and I was so petrified of loans because at the time I had a friend whose mom was you know at a mom age and was still paying off loans and that was a really scary thing for me to think about because even though I'm poor and like whatever poor people yeah they'll take out their loans and like that's expected that they just like have to pay off loans Mm -hmm. and that's the life like my mom never took out loans was always responsible with money and so I learned to like be very careful with Mm -hmm. money whereas there are some situations when you're financially like disenfranchised where you suddenly get money and you're blowing it because you don't you you have no exactly. idea yeah like it's such a powerful thing money and it's like suddenly you're a powerless person no money and you're given something powerful you're gonna be you're gonna be powerful with yeah. it you're, you're, you don't know how long it's gonna last so you're like let me just do it now I don't know what tomorrow holds mm-hmm so I never, I never tried because I was like, there's no point in trying because I'm forever, like, constricted by poverty. And, you know, I, obviously New York is very beautiful in the way that it offers so many opportunities and programs for mm-hmm. poor people. But I never thought that it was enough to really propel me. Yeah. Um, I hated school. I was really bad at school. I never showed up to school. Um, I don't know if medication would have really helped that. Obviously, like, I do have ADHD, and that was something that was discovered so late in my lifetime that I do wonder, um, like, what, what, what would have, like, but also I think part of my growth mindset was not living so much in the past. Yeah. 
Um, so I don't do that. Like, mm-hmm. I know that high school me would have thought about that all the time. Like, I was such an angry teen because I, I was living in my what ifs. I was like, yeah. what if I had my notion? Yeah, what if I had my, like, yeah. what if I wasn't yeah. poor? What if I had, like, a, a father figure? Like, what if I had an actual mother figure? You know, like, all these things. I was, like, angry at the world, and that, in turn, would like reflect on me and how I interacted with people and the world and it was sad you know like I was hiding behind like my coping mechanism and defense mechanism of like humor and comedy but that's like I just didn't want to admit what I was going through yeah like to its deepest core um but now I'm about to be a college graduate I have two jobs like I I have everything that high school me never no thought gosh. she would yeah. have. And it's like, if I can achieve the bare minimum of what is expected from, you know, a, someone my age, like go to college, get a degree, and, yeah. and I'm about to have that, yeah. um, and, I, and so much more, it's yeah. like, I really can just shoot for the stars, like I can do whatever I want, yeah. and it's like a really liberating thing when you realize that nothing is really restricting you mm-hmm. obviously I have to jump more hurdles than the typical person yeah. but it's like now that I know that there's a payoff yeah. and I know that there's a possibility and probability that yeah. if you put in the work like it's going to pay off it's like now I will do all that mm. whereas high school Fatima would have just given up I mean, I didn't even show up to no! school. No! Oh my god. I never showed up to school. Always late. Like, like what? Came at 12? I literally came at lunchtime. And then lunchtime. after lunch, I had, like, classes that I didn't like. So I just wouldn't even go to those. I would, like, come, I would go to, like, my friends' classes. And I was lucky to, to go to a school where... They, I don't know if it's like they pitied me so, or they just like loved me. You love the problematic child. It's yeah. like a TV show. You like you always are like rooting for the it problematic really was kid. A TV show. It really felt like it. Yeah, it felt like my own little like like sitcom. Yes. Um, because I was always like threatened. They were like, Fatima, you're not gonna go to prom. You're not gonna graduate. Yes, and I was like, okay. And then when that didn't work, they gave up and they're like, well, you're well, we yeah, tried. Yeah. Well, you tried. I, I still. I still pass all my classes. No, yeah. Like I, 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 I did it. So, did it. yeah. So to end this episode, um, what are three things that you, you and love? the number three? Yeah. What are three things that you love about yourself? Um, I love my resilience. Mm-hmm. I love. how I'm able to love others mm-hmm. now that I love myself. Yeah. Whereas in high school, I thought I was loving people the way they were loving me, but everyone, I learned that everyone wants to be loved in a different manner. And whatever mm-hmm. you constitute as like the best way of loving someone doesn't reflect on them. Yeah. Like you need to learn how to love every individual person differently. So I love that I'm so willing to love now. Like, I love love, and I love loving my friends, and um, number three. Number oh, three. I stuck at two. Okay, resilience, love, um, and... Hmm. 
hey, 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 h
I was always asking, am I a bad person? Yeah. Like, am I actually a bad person? Because it's like, I don't understand. I have so much love in me and I'm exuding it and I'm giving it out to people who might not even deserve it. But I just have so much in me and I need to get it out. I can't keep it all in. I can't have it bottled in because it's like suffocating me. I need to like let people know that I love them. Mm -hmm. But why are they getting mad at me when I'm just being myself? Yeah. And so I think part of that growth and the whole transformation as a whole is like coming full circle Mm -hmm. and like understanding that just because some people took it a certain way that doesn't like stop like that doesn't take away from the fact that I have changed and just because if I like do encounter people that are are calling me out that's fine it's okay to be called out it Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you're the same person you were four years ago yeah and if you are the same person you were four years ago that's a problem. No, yeah. And exactly. I think that's another thing I'm really proud of is like the fact that not even just like physicality wise, because I know a lot of people that we went to high school with that literally have not, not changed. changed at all. And they really should have been. Yeah. Really should have been. Yeah. Um, I'm so proud of like because in high school I thought I was like, I'm never gonna change. This yeah. is the best version no, of me. Me too. It's it's this, funny like, that yeah. we like have that mindset in high school, like, yeah. oh my god, this is the height of life. Like yeah. we're are great, we know everything we wanna it's do, when we we're know in everything high school, we want to do. It's be. like the first taste of freedom. And so when like graduation comes around, you're like like you don't know what's yeah. to come yeah. next. Yeah. And then and, you leave it, like yeah. you leave high school and you're like, this is the best thing like that's the ever happened. World the world is, is so much oyster. bigger. Like, it's your oyster. It's your oyster. So what are, um, what's an advice that you would like to give our listeners? Just something about life. Something Fatima would say. Don't be constrained by what you think are like unmovable barriers. If you want to chase mountains and whatever, you can do that. Like, it's obviously failure is inevitable, but it's about, okay, are you going to fail and just be, accept failure? Or are you just going to like get up and try again and try again? And I like gave up on so many things and I didn't push myself to the limits and I'm lucky that I still ended up in a position where I'm graduating Mm -hmm. and, and like, like working but just like it's so cliche i don't like believe in yourself like shoot for the stars but it's like it really does boil down to just like like look in the mirror and talk to yourself if you have to like be your own hype person like understand that it's so important to have friends but at the end of the day it is just you Mm -hmm. do not post everything to social media keep things private keep things to yourself you don't know who is your op you don't know who is wishing no. you like the worst. Exactly. You don't know. And I'm not saying start being mistrust. Like don't trust people. Like, no, don't be cynical like that. But just make sure that all the love that you're putting out, that you're receiving that back. That was like three <laughs> advices. But thank um, you so much, Fatima. Of course, anytime. It was an it honor. Was a pleasure. Oh my god. It was a pleasure. I love you. Your podcast. No, wait, wait, cut that out. No, <laughs> this is one take. No, 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 no. It's not. You have to cut out the the. This the is silences. one take. No, I was gonna say. I was in between. I love you and I love your podcast. I was gonna say yeah. I love your podcast, and then I was gonna end with. I, I love, love you. you. I know. Oh no, no. I love your podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I love your podcast. <laughs>
Thank you. And I love you so much. I love you more. And another thing that I'm so happy for is our friendship transformation. Because we mm-hmm. weren't that, that no. good friends. No, yeah, we weren't. But we both we grew on our own yeah. and then came together. And I yeah. think that's a beautiful thing. Another so piece of advice now that you have me here. Let me spit it all out. If you lose someone that you think is your everything, you think that you'll never find a better person, accept loss grieve loss that is totally normal and Mm -hmm. natural and it's what you should do so Mm -hmm. that you have closure within yourself but know that just because someone leaves doesn't mean that they're not going to come back i never saw us being the best friends that we are today i never thought i would think about you post graduation and now I see you all the time. I'm yeah. always thinking about you. I see things on the street that remind me of you. And it's like a, such a beautiful thing. It's like I we didn't fuck with each other in high school because we needed to grow on our own yeah. independent terms. Yeah. So let people leave. Grieve their loss of who they were at the time. Let them grow. Grow on your own because if you're growing alongside someone else, yeah. that, you, is, that is the best. That is, it, you're not growing, actually. Yeah. You're like... <laughs> oh, growing alongside someone else? No, like, I meant like growing attached to someone. Oh, no, yeah. No, so not attached. Growth, I thought you meant like you are your no, own two people. No, because then your growth is reliant on their growth. Yeah. And if they decide to swerve and like divot from a, a, a positive path, yeah. it's like now you're going down with them. No, and you exactly. don't even realize because this is all you've ever known. Yeah. And you don't know what the world has to offer until you cut ties with people mm-hmm. that you're kind of iffy on, mm-hmm. that you don't really know are like uplifting you or supporting you in the manner that you need and that doesn't make them bad people yeah i think i had a problem with letting people go because i was like but they're a good person and they're loving but we're not compatible it's okay to not be compatible with people no matter how long you've known them Mm -hmm. history is such a important thing but it's about like what you've actually invested. What are they actually bringing to the table? What are you bringing to the table? Mm-hmm. Are you just like leeching off of each other? Yeah. Or are you both like bringing something mm-hmm. and growing independently? Mm-hmm. And I think that is a really important, like, like overlooked piece of advice. Yeah. Because yes, I feel like all advice is catered to you and your mm-hmm. identity, but nobody talks about like, how important it is to like recognize who you're surrounding yourself with because yeah. I really do believe that you are a reflection of who you is spend your time you. with yeah. because who are you deciding to let in on your life yeah it's so important to reflect on not just yourself but the people around you mm-hmm. and realize that it's okay to let go and let people grow and if they're meant to come back then they'll come back yeah <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, y'all. Um, this is your host, Sunyi Fatu, or this is your host, Fatu. I need to stop calling myself Sunyi Fatu. Um, and do not forget to always, always, always trust the process. <laughs>